JD Talking Sports. It is Friday, October 6, 2017. It has been a while since I've been on. JD has been sick. Is that excuse? No, it's not. OJ out of jail. Donald Trump throwing paper towels in Puerto Rico. Bernie Casey from the Revenge of the Nerds film. Former football player. Rest in peace. Monty Hall. Rest in peace. Tom Petty. Rest in peace. And Hugh Hefner. Rest in peace. Now the Yankees are in the playoffs. Yes, they are. Because it was funny. I was at the gym working out with Carol, and there's a guy there who said, you know, after they won that first playoff game against the Twins, which, you know, the Twins had lost, I don't know, five straight series to the Yankees. The Yankees had dominated them the last couple of years like nobody's business. But that was the game to get into the, to the playoffs, which, you know, teams in wildcard would be like, hey, and I know it's only one game. You're in, you're out, you're gone. You're here, you're there. You're here for one minute. Either you go, you're winner or go home. That's what it happens. That's how it happens. And Aaron Judge hit a home run. Had a great season, 52 home runs. Broke the rookie record from Mr. McGuire. And that's great. Fantastic season. But you can't strike out four times. I don't care if you're playing the Cleveland Indians. I know he had 288 in the season. You cannot strike out four times and be considered my MVP. Now, Jose Altuve, the firecracker, what's he, 5'6", 165, second baseman for the Astros. Hit three home runs yesterday. Only been done nine times. He's the ninth guy to do it. And there's some big names up there. Four straight seasons with 200 hits. Now they say that's a great thing. But Ichiro did it ten, ten years, first 10 years of his career. Now he is a great player. Three home runs. Chris Sale, the star pitcher. 300 strikeouts this year for the Red Sox. He got rocked. Seven runs, nine hits. Did not have his best stuff. But you can say the same thing for Mr. Severino in the wildcard game. A third of an inning. The two starters... And then Sonny Gray went three and a third. So you're talking three and two-third innings from the starters. And eight and two-thirds, three, 13 strikeouts set a record in the wild card, in a, in, in a postseason game for relievers. Well, when you pitch eight and two-third innings of relief and get 13 strikeouts, you're going to get a lot of strikeouts because you're in for a lot of games. Yankees, hey, down 3 nothing in the first. My father called it. Before the game, he goes, Severino's going to give a home run to the first batter of the game. Bam! Dozier hits one. Gives him another one and could get out of the goddamn inning. Just couldn't. And thank God that, that Chad Greaton came in, put out the fire. They second and third one out, put out the, struck out two straight batters, got out of the inning. That saved it. Then Didi hits a home run. Garter hit a home run. And bam, they're off. 8-4, they win that game. They get shut out yesterday by Trevor Bauer, who last year in the playoffs sliced his finger, putting together a drone. No drones this year, my friend. But four strikeouts for Aaron Judge. Not going to get it done. The relievers are already getting taxed. You got CeCe pitching today. They're going against Kluber, who's up for the Cy Young. They go down 2 nothing. It's going to be over quick. Hey, you know what? Maybe they can win two in a row. I think Cleveland is a great team this year. And even LeBron was there with no Yankees hat on. 2007, he did uh, show his Yankees hat, which I thought was kind of like, you know, God, you're, you're, in, you're in Cleveland. You grew up in Cleveland. He said he's a Yankee fan. Well, they, they sucked, the Indians, when he grew up. So what do you expect? But still... Not what you want to see. 
from a hometown boy wearing the Yankee hat. So this time he wore his red, but it wasn't an Indians, but he had a bunch of his teammates there. Good, 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 good. Then we have Cam Newton. And he said, it's funny to hear a woman talk about routes. Routes, he said. And the woman, the reporter, took offense. Dan and fired him. Get rid of his endorsement deal. Which, you know, I was watching ESPN. I can't remember who they were saying, but they were saying that, you know, they were looking for something to get rid of him. He's a cocky guy. He's an arrogant guy. People still not over how he handled the Super Bowl loss to the Broncos two years ago. Came across as a petulant little child, and it bothered a lot of people. Or, hey, I was rooting for them. I thought they were going to blow out the Broncos. And he played. Everything went wrong that game, and everything went right for the Denver defense. He didn't handle it well, but, you know, it is kind of crazy to interview a guy right after a game and expect him to be all cordial and nice and... It's, it's, it's tough. It's a tough thing to expect someone to handle it, but you have to. You have to take the good with the bad. You have to take the good times with the bad times, correct? And so there are a lot of, she says she takes her job seriously, this reporter, and I want to get her name right because it's interesting. I understand that women have to be treated well and all this. And I took it as, hey, you know, let's relax. But we are in a very politically correct society now. And you can't say anything anymore without anybody getting offended or everybody getting offended. And it's kind of ridiculous. I I feel like people just get too freaking crazy. Yeah. And Kim, so he apologized. He said, uh, the fact that during the whole process I've already lost sponsors and countless fans, I realized that the joke is really on me. I've learned a valuable lesson from this. And it was a, it was a Twitter video. I, I love that that's what it's become now. It's like I have to put something up on social media so the whole world can see it. I feel like we've become this world where, you know, we have to do a social media like, could he have a press conference? And, and he didn't respond to the next day. I felt like, you know what, after he started feeling all the pressure, he took a day to think about it, dude. And supposedly he didn't uh, apologize to the reporter. You got you gotta you gotta realize I fucked up. React on it. Now the reporter uh, Rodriguez, Miss Rodriguez, they went deep into Rodriguez's Twitter history, finding a pair of posts from 2012 that referenced her father making racist jokes. Others have pointed out that in 2013 she shared with the followers someone else's tweet that used a racist term. She was a student at Arizona State at the time. So this, this is a young, this, we're talking about a girl who is 24 years old and got, you know, hey man, more power her that she's a beat reporter now in the NFL. She issued an apology of her own. She issued a statement through the Observer that said, there is no excuse for these tweets and the sentiment behind them. I am deeply sorry. So no one's perfect. Should he have said it? No. But hey, that's Cam's Cam. Nobody's going to change him. As I said, very PC. Can't say anything without being critiqued. Yeah. You can't, I mean, they nitpick everything you do these days. And I actually shut off the football game last night. It was 16-7. It was like a boring game. Nick Folk, they got rid of Robert Aguayo, who they picked, went up to get in the second round. They dropped him. Well, Nick Folk missed three field goals and bad field goals. Before halftime, he tried a 56 uh, uh, career high. Jay Fiedler said he missed six field goals during pregame. So it wasn't looking good for him. Missed three field goals. They lose 19-14. Some of those field goals could have put them in better position. McGuire last year was 22-31, 71%. Nick Foles is 6-11 of 11 this year, 
And Dirk Cutter said we might be looking for a new kicker. You think? I think it's time, yeah. And how about this? This 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 is awesome. Alabama. Alabama, Alabama. Number one, beating a team they won by sixty three points, sixty six to three over Ole Miss last week. They beat Vanderbilt fifty nine nothing. They've outscored the SEC one twenty five to three. That's that's correct. One twenty five to three this season and haven't committed a single turnover. Jalen Hurts, ten touchdowns, sacked just three times. They're fourth among FBS teams in rushing yards, over six, almost seven yards, per, over six point seven carries yards per carry. Defense ranks in the top five of Power Five teams in yards and points per games allowed. For the for Alabama's past five teams that they've played, they scored fifty or more points. Now they're playing Texas A and M. That Saban said is the strongest team that we've played to this point. Looking at them from a holistic standpoint, I don't know, holistic. I don't know, holistic because. They blew a 34-point lead to unranked UCLA. We're tied with Nickel State during the fourth quarter. Gave 43 points and 457 yards in a win over Arkansas. So I don't know what, what he's seeing. But he has a holistic approach to this. And what do I know? I am just a common man doing JD Token Sports Strategy on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also subscribe on iTunes. Rate me on iTunes. Thoughts, ideas. Tell me. Now, this, t- this is the kicker. This is the kicker. Okay. Parents told me about this. It made the New York Times. A New Jersey man has been accused of putting the 16-year-old, oh, the 16-year-old coach, I thought it was a referee, 16-year-old coach of his son's flag football team in a chokehold after the son was rotated out of the quarterback position. Detective Warren Morell of the Westwood Police said the encounter occurred in front of about 75 people at a game for children ages 6 to 8. Yes, let me repeat that. 6 to 8-year-olds. The league commissioner, Fred Chris Krixker told NJ, NJ.com that the accused Peter Iapelli of Kloster was upset that his son was removed and he then put the 16-year-old coach in a chokehold. He was given a summons to appear in court. Krixker said that Iapelli, in an email, another person with an email, had apologized for his behavior and the family had been banned from the league. Now, I think Mr. Iapelli should be driving over and going to talk to the 16-year-old coach. He rotated, hey, you know what? You rotated my kid out of quarterback because you know what? This is going to affect him getting to the Elite 11 when he gets to high school. And you're ruining my kid's chances of getting a scholarship in a flag football league. Now, I, I uh, teach some classes in Jersey in the town, and they have a flag football league after we have soccer. They had refs there in uniforms for the flag football. I was, And these were five- to six-year-olds, four- to six-year-olds, maybe six- to seven. Yeah, same age group. I mean, I guess they take this shit seriously. Mr. Iapelli, your son's gets, got rotated out in front of 70 people 75 people, you put the quarterback, the coach, in a chokehold. As Sport Illustrated has, the sign of the apocalypse. This is the sign of the apocalypse. Mr. Iapelli, who the fuck does shit like that? It's six to eight-year-olds. I, I read this, I was speechless. Speechless! Crazy shit. Oh, and Connor McDavid is on pace to score. 264 goals this season. He scored a hat-trick. And I read about that the Capitals need a Vetchkin to score more than his 33 goals uh, this this season. Well, he had three in about seven minutes yesterday. I think he's going to have a good year. Now, I'm not really into hockey. I don't watch it as much, but live, it is an awesome, awesome sport. Awesome. And also we have, I mean, I'm, I'm way behind. Giants 0-4, Jets 2-2. Who would have thunk? Giants host the Chargers. 
Jets go, and we get to see Miles Garrett, the number one pick of the draft, play for the first time against the Jets. Jets won in overtime last week over the Jaguars. Blake Bortles, he sucks. But Elijah McGuire from Gumbo Chef's hometown of Lafayette for the Raging Cajuns had a 16-yard touchdown run. Bilal Powell had 163 yards rushing and a big touchdown run also. Good days. So, so the first six minutes of Baby Driver, it is a must, must see. I need to see it. You know, we watch NCIS and uh, my parents love the show. It's an old people show, but I watch it with them and I've kind of got it into it and been like, yeah, I like the show. It's a lot of fun. I don't, I don't want me to just think about that. I've been watching that. Designated Survivor. I'm behind on Gotham and I'm really not, I don't really care. Superstore's back. I'm excited about that. Curb Enthusiasm, pretty funny. Rick and Morty over for the season. I feel like they do eight episodes and I feel like they could do like 50. I just feel like I want more, more, more. Ballers ended and it sucked. I really felt the Ballers didn't make me feel like I'm excited to watch this series anymore. Like I want to keep watching it. No. Not at all. I don't know what that is up on the ceiling. Oh, it's a spider. I'm going to let it be. It's not causing any harm. But there's a spider on my ceiling right now. Now, Yankees, we got that. Mets, they're not bringing back. Man, I am blanking on managers today. Manager. They're not bringing back the manager. He's going to get a front office position. Terry Collins is gone. Worthen, the pitching coach, is gone. Ramirez, the trainer, is gone. They're bringing in, I don't know, Bob Guerin and some other guys they're going to look at. Oh, Alex Cora. I'd like to bring in some youth, somebody new, somebody not that has been managing for a while. I feel like they should go. Kevin Long, the pitching coach, the hitting coach, he should get a shot. I don't know. They have a lot of money to spend. They're not sure if they're going to spend it. David Wright had another operation on his right shoulder. Lower back, I'm sorry, After a month after an operation right shoulder, he had underwent lower back surgery in L.A. The operation called the lamino, laminotomy was done to alleviate pressure in Wright's back, which is afflicted by stenosis, a chronic narrowing of the spinal c- c- canal. 34, hasn't played since May 2016. They owe him $47 million still. He's played only 75 games since the start of the 2015 season. All right. But he wants to keep playing. He says, I'm not done. I am not done. You heard it here first, folks. Not done. And that's the thing, too. You know, I tried to stay up to watch the game last night. Thank God Yankees are playing at 5 o'clock today. You know, they talk about how uh, Rob Manfred says that they're, you know, trying to get the kids to watch the games. Well, I don't know. When the game ends past midnight, the Yankee game, and I watched some of the Colorado-Arizona game that ended at midnight. Even football last night, it was still the third quarter. It was 10, 15, and I was like, I'm not sitting up till midnight to watch football. And I, I didn't have to be up early this morning, and I still was like, I'm tired, man. I'm going to go to sleep. This is not what I want to watch. Crazy, crazy. And then we had the scandal with the basketball. Rick Pitino, supposedly $100,000 funneled to a player. This has been going on forever. Eric Dickerson supposedly got a car. They were, you know, he, he didn't deny or whatever, but, you know, with SMU giving all the money to the players, players talk about this all the time, you know, you know, you, you, they had that movie, 
where the alum gives envelope to all the football players. The program. I've heard about this for years. When I was at UNC, Vince Carter was driving a Range Rover. Loaded. My friends lived in the same complex as two of the, two of the defensive linemen. They were driving Lexus SUVs. I mean, they all had nice rides. I don't know how they got it. Ronald Curry had a freaking Cherokee loader or something. He had, he, he had a Range Rover, too. I think they both had Range Rovers. I mean, they all, you know, hey, college, colleges, uh, the, ki- the kids get paid somewhere or another. You know, they're, they're, it happens. It continues to happen. What do I know? So when I hear this stuff, I'm not shocked. Rick Patino, hey, supposed to be family man a couple of years ago, was banging a woman on, uh, at his friend's Italian restaurant. Mr. Family Guy. He'll get another job, right? Probably. And then, he, and then he was fired. They owe him tens of millions of dollars. He's making seven, seven, almost $8 million a season. And he said that he was fired without cause or without, I don't know, whatever. He, he's fighting it. He's going to fight it. Of course he is. So they're going to have to settle with him. I mean, it's a shit show. And now UNC's all this academic charges that were brought up with the African-American Studies program. They said the final report's going to come out today. That's been going on for years. And I just love that the coaches don't anything. And I went to UNC. But how do you not know what's going on in your program? And then Patino says he didn't know about this money thing with the top recruit. Listen, if you're trying to recruit these kids, how do you not know? that? How, how are you oblivious? Especially with the hooker scandal at Louisville, he didn't know anything about it. And Mr. Williams, the, Coach Williams doesn't know anything about what happened at UNC. You are the CEO of the company. I'm kind of surprised either you put your head in the sand or you don't know what's going on. I think it's a crock of shit. I really do. I really, really do. I'm just, when I hear this, you know. Now the Giants, I know they're playing the Chargers. They have not surrendered any sacks in the last two games after allowing eight in the first two weeks. Now the Chargers are tied for third with 12 sacks. Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram. Bosa, last year's rookie of the year is two and a half. And Melvin, Melvin Ingram has five and, a, five and a half, tied for second league. And you know the Giants offensive line sucks. Now the defense is, unit is 25th in scoring. They're giving up almost 24 game. Yards allowed. Almost three, over 359 a game. 14th against the pass. And 28th against the run. So they're giving them almost 216 on the ground, 142, 216 in the air, 143 on the ground. And the last two games, they failed the whole fourth quarter leads. And Ben McAdoo, who looks at that, uh, his uh, chart like it's, uh, who, 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 what did uh, Myers, Myers from uh, the, the Post said, uh, he said it looks like he's, t- like he's looking at a takeout menu. We had four times, this is what Macri said, we had four times in the last two ball games to do that, and we failed to do it. We're all, the only ones that can, do, we, that, that can do anything about it. We got to get back out there on the practice field, and we got to work through the fundamentals. We can't get numb. We can never get used to this feeling or accept it. We have to get back to work. Okay, that's Snoozeville for me, man. I just feel like, okay, whatevers. I just feel like, you know, it's like, heard that over and over and over and over. And let me ask a question. Porta potty challenge to try to get the most people into a porta potty. These kids got 42, one, 42 people in. They videotape it. 16 adults got into one. Is there better things we could do with our time and money? What, what, I, I think so. I, I, I just am like, wow. 
Oh, one more thing about Bama. Saban's won six straight over LSU. Arizona has beaten the Dodgers they're playing in the in the division series last six times they played. Game one's Friday night, like 10.30 at night, Eastern Standard Time. So that's late. I'm not saying that. And Brandon Whedon, Mike Malarkey says the team did not consider Colin Kaepernick. And Brandon Whedon got the job due to familiarity with the Tennessee offense. He said the Raiders should go after him because they have E.J. Manuel, who sucks. Because you got Derek Carr, who hurt his back. He's out two to six weeks. Yeah, Brandon Whedon is the guy that the Titans are going to bring in if Mariota can't play. Marcus Mariota can't play. That's who the guy they're going to bring in. Oh, and I love the... If Didi hit the home run, and I love... I like Mike Golick, but he called him a gregarious. Didi gregarious. I thought that was kind of funny. That's it. And Frank Gore... 96 straight games, the longest streak among NFL running backs. Next on the list is Devonta Freeman, who has 25 consecutive starts. He is, right now, he is three yards behind Eric Dickerson for number seven on the all-time rushing list. He has over 13,000 yards. It's pretty impressive. I mean, number seven all-time. Curtis Warner is number four. Emmett's number one. Yeah, so he, right now, he's the only active. The, he This year, he will pass... Yeah, he'll be top. He'll be top five by the end of the season. And if he has a really good year, well, you know what? He has a shot. Four games in. If he does another, uh, you know, he'll be top four at the end of the season. Now he has to keep playing for a while. He's still he's still uh, two thousand yards away from Barry Center. So if he plays this year, next year, he's thirty four years old. I guess we'll see what happens on that front. And how about this? You know, I watched the Lynx the other night. I saw the end of the game. And Maya Moore hit a freaking shot to put him up at the end. Clutch shot. They were playing at, where were they playing? They were playing at Williams Arena on the campus of Minnesota. That place was rocking. Yeah, the old barn. Has obstructed views, seats behind, support posts, and under awnings that make seeing the court difficult. I was psyched. They won their fourth championship which ties them with yeah their fourth year is the seventh season their sixth final in seven seasons and Sylvia Sylvia Fowles 17 points broke her own WMA finals record 20 rebounds they said they didn't get her the ball last year enough in game five which they ended up losing to the Sparks well they won 85-76 on Wednesday night big win Maya Moore 18 points 10 rebounds Lindsey Whalen, 17 points, 8 assists. Simone Augustus, 14 points, 6 assists, 6 rebounds. They're now tied with the Houston Commons for most titles in league history with 4. Candace Parker at 19 points, 15 rebounds, 5 assists. Sparks were first looking to become the first repeat champion in 15 years. A lot of turnovers, 33 in the game, 15 for the Sparks, 18 for the Lynx. But hey, beautiful. I'm happy for them. And the fans were into it. Big time. And Rebecca Brunson, fifth, her fifth ring most ever in WNBA history. So that's pretty pretty good. Model franchise. Listen to this. The previous 12 meetings between the two teams, starting with game one of last year's finals, had a cumulative score of 908 
to 908. They were tough. I mean, that's that's some even even evenly played basketball, don't you think? Oh, and this I love the Devils. Devils have a deal with the the first NHL team to hold an ownership stake in a women's professional hockey franchise, agreeing to a three-year partnership with the Riveters of the National Women's Hockey League. Signed yesterday. They're going to provide rent-free facilities for Riveters games and practices in Newark and assisting in sponsorships, ticket sales, and marketing. So uh, Danny Ryland, the founder and commissioner of the NWHL, which was created in 2015 with four teams in New York, Connecticut, Boston, and Buffalo, said, to have an NHL franchise put in their stamp of approval on us, it's game-changing. The Riveters, known as the New York Riveters in their first two seasons, were rebranded the Metropolitan Riveters. The uniforms will be changed from red, white, and blue color scheme to the Devils' red, black, and white. They open the season October 28th. We'll be a doubleheader with the Devils at Potential Center in Newark. That's pretty cool. The host of Boston Pride at 1.30. The Devils will play the Arizona Coyotes at 7. There will be said, uh, uh, Ryland said more doubleheaders will be possible. Devils will promote Riveters events on television broadcast, arena displays, and other media platforms. Ryland said the two teams will also collaborate to develop girls and women's hockey programs throughout the area. That's pretty, I like that. They'll practice and have their home games at the Barnabas Health Hockey House in Newark, which is next door to the Prudential Center and serves as the Devils' practice rink. Now, they also have, now the problem is that though they have a lot of members of the women's national team. They'll not play because in the NWHL this season as they prepare for the 2018 Winter Olympics in South Korea. They're also going to have Twitter to live stream games. Nine of the 19 scheduled matchups to be broadcast on Twitter will be played in Newark. And Steve Skill, the WHL's chief financial officer, said the Devils partnership should accelerate player visibility. Ryland said, it's incredibly important for us to continue to grow the brand of women's hockey regardless of what year it is. I just think it's all, this is really cool. And they actually, uh, Devils reached out before the end of last season. And Josh Harris and David Blitzer, also on the NBA's Philadelphia 76ers, bought the Devils in August 2013. Last month, they formed the Harris Blitzer Sports and Entertainment for their holdings. Pretty cool, right? And Ashley Johnson, the Riveters captain and all-star last season, has commuted to practices and games from Albany, where she has a full-time job. When she learned of the deal, she hoped that other NHL teams would follow in similar fashion. My hope is this acts as a catalyst for other NHL teams to support and work alongside WNHL teams in their markets across the U.S. I agree. I like it. I like it a lot. I think it's a cool thing. Oh, and I read a, uh, Idris Elba. He, uh, you know, he played, uh, he was on The Wire, which Andre was in. He was a bouncer and pot dealer at the comedy club Caroline's on Broadway, sometimes living in his Chevy Astro van. He said, really nice velvety seats. I miss that little thing. Honestly, if I found, I def- I found one, I'd definitely buy it and ship it back to France to my little house out there. How times have changed. Living in the car, to my house in France. And Trevor Simeon. I like this. When he came to his second mini camp in, in June, he applied lessons he learned from Manning. He said, you start with one play and you try to understand the thought behind it. What defensive weaknesses it tries to attack? Then you say, what if for every scenario, what if I get cover one? What if I get cover three? You take, it in, you take into account how the play looks out of different personnel and you draw that up. 
Then you move on to the next play. When you get to camp, the plays kind of come to life. And Osweiler says he follows the same approach. No one had ever taught me that before I met Peyton. We were very fortunate to see the game he has playing in his head. And Manning, in an interview with the NFL Network this offseason, said he re- realized Simeon was special when he saw him visualizing plays without the aid of a playbook or film. The success- successful passers, Manning said, can play the game in their minds. And his mom, Simeon's mom, said, uh, Trevor set high goals for himself, and in his mind he has no choice but to achieve them. I knew because I was his mother that he was not going to give this job up easily to Paxton Lynch. And he didn't. He helped, you know. And, you know, it's interesting. You know, Simeon, when he was, he got hurt in his senior college, and he goes, he, he, he didn't want to say he was done. His career was done because, you know, he hadn't had a great college career, but he wasn't giving up. And uh, Knapp, the quarterback coach, actually came to, he was still rehabbing his leg. And when he had him uh, postseason, he went to put him through some drills. And he, it, was, it was a nasty day. And he said he was zipping the ball. And they just had a feeling about him. And even the first day in the, you know, in the quarterback room, I think Manning, uh, like, busted lit, light, lighting into him, and he gave it right back. And they were like, you know, they said, you know, he doesn't take shit, this kid. He's uh, kind of, that's what they say about the great ones. They're unflappable through good or bad. They just kind of stay even killed. And that's what they say about Simeon all the time. And the NBA is going to do a bottom three teams will each have a winning, you know, will each have a chance of winning the draft lottery. It's fourteen percent. That's the bottom three teams. It used to be the odds of the worst team getting the top pick was twenty five percent. They want to stop tanking, which Mark Cuban said he did last year. And they did a a a poll in the Washington Post and UMass Lowell. uh, According to the Washington Post and UMass Lowell poll, fifty five percent of Americans support legalized betting. It would save AC if they had that. It would save Atlantic City, hands down. And. Average number of wins by the Heat per season when LeBron and Dwayne Wade were Miami teammates from 2010 to 2014? 56. Yeah. And hey, Yarmir Yager, 24th season back, he said his last year probably, going to play in Canada with the Flames. Hockey back to normal. How about this for the Yankees? Okay. Tuesday, Yankees 2 through 7 hitters. Judge, Sanchez, Gregorius, Castro, Bird, and Hicks were all 28 or younger. In the 2012 uh, ALCS Championship Series against Detroit, the entire starting lineup was 29 or older. The starting pitcher, Andy Pettit, was 40. The first leader, Derek Lowe, was 39. Gardner went hitless in that series and struck out three times against Houston's Dallas Kukul in the 2015 wild card game. Well, he had a home run. Made up for that game big time eight and two third innings crazy of relief in that game one good times for the Yankees hey and look at this twins have nothing to be embarrassed about those 103 games last year first team ever to go from losing over 100 to make the playoffs the next season nothing to be embarrassed about Yeah, Yankees, five straight times they beat them in the postseason. 14 years, five straight times. Hey, you know what I want to be this weekend? Notre Dame is at Keenan Stadium playing UNC. Now, UNC's 1-4. One, one Mr. Fedora's on his way out, but I would love to be there. That would be 
really, really cool. I read about something talking, a guy talking about how the, John Branch talked about how technology is changing the media. And it's funny, like he said that something he'll, uh, he'll see something amazing online and realize that it's been like 100,000 times already. He said, we tend to write about trends, not single events and people, not just their accomplishments. We focus on the context, not the clip. That's tough in a never-ending stream of clips. I think I agree with that. It's changed. And I feel like there are moments you should, you know, I mean, we can take pictures of everything. You don't need a camera anymore. But crazy, right? You know, talk about Elijah McGuire. Lasted until round six, 5,700 yards, 52 touchdowns from scrimmage in his four-year career. He's averaged 6.8 yards per carry on 23 rushing attempts, three catches, 45 yards. And they said, you know, he's on, you know, you got David Johnson later in the draft. He's, he's an all-star. Devontae Freeman just became the highest-played running back in football. Kareem Hunt, who is destroying the league as of now. I guess we're going to see. Next year, they got Seattle's second-round pick, the Cowboys' fifth next year. They're two and two. They're playing with house money right now. See where they can go with it. Yeah, and, and how about the first inning of the Yankees Twins game? Eighty-one pitches, six runs. Took felt like it took like an hour to play the game. A little crazy, right? Little crazy. Now I read something about. I, I love this Hugh Hefner quote: "Life is too short to be living someone else's dreams." I tend to agree with that. I agree. After his first loss to uh, Joe Frazier, Ali was 12-1 and one in 27 months. He said he was only going to fight three or four more times. Also took a big beating in sparring sessions. 12-1. and one. He fought 12, 13 times in 27 months. And you know what? The NBA is now going the route of the Pro Bowl. Where, you know, they're going to, instead of picking conferences, they're going to pick teams. I don't know what everybody's going crazy for. They said, oh, it's going to make the All-Star game greater. So you're going to have, like, LeBron play with Curry. I don't know. I mean, okay. So it's going to be like the Pro Bowl. And it's going to be another exhibition game. It's not going to change it that much. You're just going to have guys playing who they want to play with. So it's going to be like a a fun pickup game. I, I don't see what the big deal is. That's me. I mean, what do I know? I'm just a crazy white guy from Jersey. Right? That's all I am. I'm just a crazy white guy from Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. And listen, you had some psycho who killed all the 59 people killed over hundreds of people injured in Vegas. And I don't know what's going on anymore in the world, but you can't go to see a concert, having a good time with the family, and a guy just opens fire, turns his gun for 25 bucks into an assault rifle. And, you know, it just... We, the world has become a crazy place. Bills are 3-1. and one, The Rams are 3-1. and one, Pats are 3-2. and two. But I, did, I had a feeling about Carolina the last week. It really doesn't matter because I could say it right now because the game's already over, but I thought that they were going to beat the Patriots. Patriots don't look great. Oh, and LaVar Ball pulling LaMelo out of high school with two years left. He, he has to do what he has to do. And there's no pressure on Lonzo Ball this season. No, none whatsoever. And I, I said Brandon Whedon 
is the tight ends quarterback because he's the exact uh, doppelganger of Marcus Mariota. Mariota. I like Ghosted. The five on Netflix. Ten episodes could have been done in nine. Gotham. Meh. Episodes, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see how that's going to end. Curb enthusiasm, yeah. And that, that's the thing about Larry David. He's kind of like Woody Allen. You either love him or hate him. There's no in between. No black and no, It's black and white. You either love him or hate him. No, no in between. I love that Donald Trump said that, uh, you know, Puerto Rico, you know, they was no Katrina. So the 36 people who died, not a big deal. You know, it's almost like, you know, you know like Puerto Rico is bad, but it wasn't as bad as the Titanic. And the Titanic was not, wasn't as bad. You know, it was bad. But it wasn't the, you know, it wasn't the Holocaust or anything like that. You know, like all these things aren't as bad. You have one person die, it's during something, it's bad. And for the people dealing with the shit in Puerto Rico, that's bad. And Lynn Manuel, I saw on CBS News this morning, all this, uh, got all these singers together to raise money. I gave money, bought some supplies for Puerto Rico. I'll give more money this week. Kitty Nolan, I think she's funny as shit. She's going to be in ESPN. Yeah, I don't want to get too political, but yeah, I, I, I don't like how anything's being happened. Right, right now, it's not a very, we're not living in a very good place right now. Things are not going how the way I want it to be. I just got crazy people shooting up a concert. You have a president throwing paper towels uh, in Puerto Rico, went to, the, went to the part of the country where, you know, wasn't as hit. If he went out further, he would have seen more devastation. Supposed to stay for five hours, only stayed for four. Hey, it's a tough job. What do I know? And he, he dedicated the trophy at the President's Cup to the people of Puerto Rico, which they, they must have taken that, you know, because everybody watches a bunch of rich, white golfers playing for a trophy that nobody cares about. And, you know, let, let's, uh, let's dedicate this to the people of Puerto Rico because he's, he's such a caring person, such a caring person. But that's enough on that front. I can't. I said too much. <laughs> now, I never heard of this swamp ass. Seattle uh, road game against Washington 2001 when uh, the center for the, the Tobek was the center for the Seahawks. He had a stomach virus, got from his daughter's horses. Early game when Matt Hasselback started quarterback, Tobek had an emergency on the field, shit his pants, nowhere to go. He's really sick, coming out both ways by the time we start the game, Dilfer said. Still laughing 16 years later. Matt starts the game, but in the first quarter, Robbie shit himself right in the field. It's in his pants and he can't go chains. It is what it is. We're playing a football game. Remember, Matt used to lick his fingers like Brett Favre did because Matt did everything Favre did from when they were together in Green Bay. So Matt's licking his fingers and realizes Robbie shit himself. So Matt panics and now he's got a mess. I'm down on the sideline and I'm telling Coach Holmgren, dude, your boy is freaking out because Rob shit himself and can barely stand up. And Rob's got shit in his fingers and he's licked his fingers. I mean, this is not going well. And for once, Dilfer admits that he didn't mind being the backup quarterback. Well, that's where it gets good. The first half is a debacle. Matt played terrible. And Holmgren just shreds everybody at halftime and puts me in the game. So look at Robbie and say, you change your freaking pants right now. Go sit in the bathroom and don't come out until you're clean if I'm going to play in the, this game. Sure enough, he changed halftime. We came out and actually played pretty well. They lost 27-14. Hasselback said, hey, went down exactly what he said. And still laments that Holmgren didn't have the shotgun formation in his playbook back then, especially on the road with a loud crowd when a silent snap count was necessary. I get benched at halftime because of interception and slipped, through, slipped in a fumble thanks to Bruce Smith. Hasselback wrote via text, but my hands were so slick from all the sanitizer I was using all game. It's funny now, but it wasn't ideal at the time. 
Swamp Ass, if you get a chance to read it, read it. Don Banks, Bleacher Report. Wow. Wow, that was some good shit. All right. I think I said Yankees tonight, today, game two, CC versus Kluber. I don't know how that's going to turn out. But you know what? It can't. And Aaron, you can't, you can, you cannot force strikeouts tonight. Now, trivia question from last game. Who started in place of Walter Payton in the only game you ever missed? Mike Adamley, who ran for 110 yards in 1979. Okay, who, tonight's trivia question. Who were the only players to rush for more than 100 yards versus the 1975 Steel Curtain? Who were the only players to rush for more than 100 yards versus the 1975 Steel Curtain, who was probably one of the most dominant defenses of all time? And they didn't make the... I don't think that year they made the... They, did they make the Super Bowl that year? Yes, they did make the Super Bowl that year. That's tonight's trivia question. Okay, Yankees. Got to put do something tonight. Has to happen. Sorry I've been gone so long, folks. Man, I have been feeling like garbage. And hey, if your son gets pulled from the quarterback rotation and the coach is a 16-year-old kid, talk to him. Don't try to choke him. Especially not in front of 75 people. Nothing good comes of it. I'm talking to you, Mr. Iapelli. Don't do it. Think twice. Cam. Lesson learned. Lesson learned. Have a good night, everybody. Peace out.